Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a school principal in search of wisdom so I can best serve my community. As part of this show, I interview luminary figures as I believe humanity can be better if they learn from them. In essence, the purpose of this podcast is to learn about the side B of the luminary figure, meaning what makes them who they are. It is also an opportunity to express gratefulness for the perhaps even more luminary figures that inspire the interviewee. Today, I have the distinguished honor of interviewing Alison Apsey, who is a mother, the principal at Quincy Elementary in Sealand, Michigan, a national speaker, and the author of the Serendipity series dedicated to supporting students in looking for the beautiful lessons that every experience holds. Alison Apsey, who are you? Thank you so much. Well, I am so honored to be called a luminary figure. <laughs> that is an awesome compliment. So, I, as you said, I am first a mom and a wife, and I'm a daughter and a sister and a friend, and I'm a, a school principal, I'm a teacher, I'm a colleague. All of those roles in my life are so important to me and I hold so dear. And one of the things that I'm, I'm passionate about is helping others discover the best in themselves. And I try to bring that to whether it's, you know, working with my boys or like, mom, come on, seriously, or, um, you know, working with my colleagues or students at school or staff at school. In every situation, my goal is to help others discover the, the best in themselves. And that's through very specific practices, right? <laughs> Number one, empathy and listening, but then also it's really important to live your own best life and be the most productive and content and purposeful you can be. And that means taking care of yourself first, right? Putting that oxygen mask on yourself before you can really support others in the way that they need and I believe they deserve. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Alison. Uh, for the listeners of the show, can you please walk us through your professional trajectory up to this point? Wow. Okay, so I practiced this because I want to be concise. <laughs> um, because I want to start with high school. I graduated from high school saying, I don't know what I want to be, but I don't ever want to be a teacher. I do know that. And I wasn't sure what I wanted, so I decided I'm going to go into community college. I'm going to study business. Well, I did that for a year in the beginning of my, and it was fine. Like, I, I enjoyed some of it, some of it I didn't enjoy. I still wasn't sure where my place in the world was, in, in the business world or in general. And that's okay. I think, you know, as an 18, 19-year-old, I think that's absolutely okay. It's a process, right? So I... One of my classes was canceled at the beginning of my sophomore year in college, and I had to replace it with an educational psychology class. And I was the only person in there who didn't want to be a teacher. But regardless, I still had to do the observations and the volunteer hours in a classroom. My aunt was a, a first grade teacher, and so I asked her, can I come in and volunteer? And I went into that classroom, and I spent a, a few sessions in there getting to know the kids, and it was fun, and they're super cute. But I remember one particular day, I was looking at this sweet little girl who just, you know, she just struggles in life. She's had curly hair and a snotty nose. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, honey, you've got 11 more years of this torture ahead of you. And 
and just that feeling was like then a light bulb came out of my head and is if you want to do something different for these kids Allison you have to be that difference and so I changed and I um, decided to become a teacher and I went into elementary education my major was social studies so many of my business classes worked into that major so that was uh, a beautiful thing and I haven't looked back um, I became it's so interesting when I graduated from college, I became a multi-age teen teacher. So I taught 50, third, fourth, and fifth graders, my first year and my second year. My third year, my husband and I wanted to move and I knew one of my former bosses was opening a charter school a couple hours north of where we lived. So I asked her if I could have a job. She said yes. So I moved there and I became a multi-age teacher of fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And this school started with just under 300 students and we had K-6 and we were adding a grade a year. And so we were adding seventh grade the next year. And I knew that that was our only opportunity to make a first impression on our students, our community at school and our community in general of what the secondary program was going to look like at Grand Traverse Academy. And again, I felt a calling that if I wanted that program to start out right, I had to do something about it. So I ended up being a seventh grade self-contained teacher that year. The next year I taught seventh and eighth grade in a multi-age setting. And then the following year, I was tapped on the shoulder for, by my boss and said, you know, what about leadership? Well, in, in fact, I mean, she tapped me on the shoulder probably my second year, which would have been my like fourth year of teaching, tapped me on the shoulder and said, what about leadership? And so I began working closely with her on developing our junior high and high school program. It was right around the time that the Michigan Merit curriculum was coming out. Um, so it was very, it was just very exciting and um, just this opportunity to be able to just reimagine what a uh, junior high and high school experience could be like for students in our in, at our school and in our area and start from scratch and take the best of what we saw in other schools and toss away the things that we didn't think would really help our students in their as they progressed into their future. So it was an awesome, exciting time. The schools that I, those two schools I worked at also utilized William Glasser's choice theory and reality therapy. So I had extensive training in choice theory and reality therapy, which changed my life both professionally and personally and led to um, I ended up leaving the school, moving back downstate. I became a principal at Quincy Elementary. This was my seventh year as a principal. I became a principal when I was 27 years old, which is just craziness to me. I was not mature yet. I was a baby, but I learned so much. And my whole journey has been an incredible blessing. And after I came to um, Zealand and it became the principal at Quincy, I started getting connected on Twitter. And then I started a blog in 2015, which then led to the publication of four books, plus hopefully um, many more as I continue in my journey. And that process of learning from others and being connected and reflecting, again, beautiful gift to me, both professionally and personally. And then it's really important for me to translate those gifts into service to others. So there's my, my story in a nutshell. Beautiful. Translate gifts into service to others. Thank you for sharing that, Allison. Very wise. If you could go back in time, like in Back to the Future, to any of the positions you have held, what would be one or two things you will tell yourself? Oh boy. So I think if I went back in time to my principalship at Grand Traverse Academy, um, at that time, I wasn't connected. Uh, being a charter school in the state of Michigan, 
we're, you're kind of an island because the public school system doesn't really want to partner with you because you're competition and, and competition certainly makes us all better and makes us all look at ways that we can improve. So I don't think that's a bad thing, but it's really hard to have a partnership in the community and, and get connected within the community. So I, I would often be tasked or I would see problems or be tasked with problems from my boss. I go into my office and shut the door and just like rack my brain or um, you know, hopefully I turn to the teachers and the staff at the school and say, hey, what do you guys think? But there are so many people out there who are willing to help. So I would say, Allison, get connected. If this, if you can't get connected in your area, you can get connected in your state or beyond your state. Get connected and learn and grow from others because you're going to be a better principal because of it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, this is a broad question. Who do you learn from? I just feel incredibly blessed like this is a theme of our conversation because i am so blessed but to be the principal of quincy elementary and i learn from our teachers every single day like i just love walking around and having them tell me um different things that they're excited about or learning about and and i can learn from them or if we're brainstorming together different solutions to just things that come up Um, I learn from our teachers every single day and our students, quite frankly, like, oh my goodness, this year we just learned about the, the power of resiliency from our little ones. And man, if they can do it, we can do it for sure, right? Yes. So um, I just, and even our, our parents at school teach me so much and, you know, minimally they teach me about empathy and being able to understand that everyone has a story, everyone has their own set of challenges and we all bring our best to the table and and we can learn and grow through connection. That's that's the key and that's the key with whether it's students, with staff or with families. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm taking notes, copious notes. <laughs> I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, who is or who are your biggest influences? Well, I just came back from the National Association of Elementary Principals Conference, and I got to listen to just incredibly gifted educators and leaders and learn from them. And also, you know, that connection with principals from across the country. So I, I cannot say I, honestly like any one particular person because as you ask that question, there's just a flood of faces that are going through my mind. And I think it's key to just really being open to listening to, to everyone you encounter and gleaning those bits of wisdom from them as much as possible. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, being successful, as you know, means being on top of our productivity, yet This can mean so many things to so many people. So when you think about your own productivity, uh, what do we got to learn? I am a go, go, go person. Um, there are people who, you know, they study, they reflect, they plan. I admire them greatly. I am a person who like jumps in with both feet and learns as I go. I will ask questions and, and turn to people that I, I consider, you know, experts in one field or another. Um, but that's, that's one key to productivity for me is just go, just start, just make it happen. The other is, I mean, Google Calendar, right? If it's not on my Google Calendar, it just doesn't exist in my life. But I want to share one other, I think, key to productivity, which is when you are doing something, be all in. 
we are so tempted to multitask, uh, checking email, you know, um, you know, trying to work on something and then zipping over and doing something else. And, and I don't know if it's just me, but I do really struggle with that. And so it takes a conscious effort to just really zone in and focus on the task at hand. And I'll often give myself a timeline. Like I'll say, okay, from now until 11 o'clock, I'm going to work on this. So you're not checking anything else. You're not doing anything else until 11 o'clock. I even do that. Like if I'm decompressing and watching HGTV or something and be like, okay, you can watch this until one o'clock and then we're, we're moving on, right? Because you always have to watch like to see what the transformation ends up as. You can't stop in the middle of the show. But just keeping those those timelines, I think, is and being all in wherever we are and whatever we're doing is key. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you a follow-up question. As an aspiring author, I would like to know, and I'm sure many listeners, um, to make a book into fruition from the beginning to the end, what advice do you have? Start the book. Write the book. Doors will open after you write the book. We're tempted to, um, you know, try to share this idea and get buy into the idea and then write the book. But what really happened with the path to serendipity is I wrote the book and then I shared it. And, and, and fortunately for me, Dave and Shelley Burgess are amazing at taking chances on educators and lifting their voices up. And they decided to publish The Path to Serendipity and then some consecutive books, which has been just an incredible blessing. I'm so thankful for, for them and for their, their company. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of us need that. Write that book. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Write it. Thank you, Allison. This has been such a great conversation. Anything else you would like to add for the listeners of the show? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I know. So... I think just it's really important. The serendipity mindset for me is about the happy accidents for sure. That's what the, the serendipity means. But for me, it's more about looking for happy accidents in everything we experience from our greatest joys to our deepest sorrows and all those everyday things in between. Everything we go through offers us a beautiful gift if we look for it and if we have this mindset of i know this is so hard like it's crushing me right now but i know that there's some beautiful things that are going to come out of it so i can do this i can do i can get through this hard thing if we have that mindset i think it can help us live a, a more fulfilled and more effective and certainly happier life and then we can turn that into service for others beautiful it's like allison you're like a modern stoic philosopher Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy. And thank you for your work in, in learning and growing and elevating the voices of educational leaders uh, across the country. Thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. This has been the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez, Wisdom and Productivity, Peace and Calm.